0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Stories That Bind Us. I have to tell you guys, it's been a bit of a rough week here in Los Angeles in my life. Um, We had the earthquakes, which were a little bit scary, but I know everybody keeps saying that, you know, we should be used to it because we live in Los Angeles. But this doesn't really happen all the time in LA and when it does happen, you come to realize yes this is what happens and I have to be more prepared and um, I am actually not as prepared I just grabbed my dog and ran outside and uh, maybe I should have a bit more like a little earthquake kit just in case um, and I also have been facing a few health issues and um I made a little YouTube video about it and uh, talked about it for a little bit um, how we really oftentimes think that you know we're just healthy and nothing can ever go wrong with us and then when things go wrong for me as a healthy person I I'm just put off because this is so not how I feel and um, getting ourselves checked out I think is a really important thing you know to just not only prevent but to make sure that we know where we're at and that we can adjust it because I do believe that our body heals and with the right attitude and positive mindset that we can heal our bodies to an extent and um, that we have to focus on that as much as we focus on our careers Um, and I oftentimes focus just on my career and with that I want to be also very um, transparent because something I've been struggling with for the longest time and actually I shared that on my Patreon um, page that ever since I let go of my band Otto's Daughter I've been pulled in so many different directions um lack of focus is definitely one of my big big obstacles not obstacles what's the word um my big faults um that when I had my band, I had my first focus was my band, and my second focus was writing for TV and film. Um, so I, I knew either one I had to do. And when you are a songwriter, a composer, and you get all these opportunities, it's, it's very easy to, to jump from one to the next. And it's so important to focus and, and keep at it. Instead of, oh, today I'm just going to do, you know, a few instrumental tracks and tomorrow I'll try to write real songs for an advertisement or for a trailer. And yes, you can do it all, but I think the focus, it needs to be more focused and I do struggle with that and I wanted to share that because people always assume that we have everything, I have my shit together and I actually don't, you know. And um, so my, my focus this month is actually to freaking focus and finish all these unfinished projects that have been sitting around um, because something else takes over like something else becomes my priority and I think that's just very haphazard and not good and I wanted to share that because maybe I am not the only one who struggles with that um, because getting all these opportunities can be extremely overwhelming and it's easy to get that fear of missing out and I can see how it a little bit affected my health you know um, so I'm focusing on my health as well just being you know more conscious and taking more breaks and meditating and doing yoga and just doing all the things you know that help us stay in alignment and be in alignment so I thought it was really important to share that with you guys I am so excited to introduce to you amy babcock my guest today we met at a songwriting um, retreat last year and i she lost her voice for like pretty much a year and that is a very scary thing for anyone who is doing anything requiring their voice which most of us do <laughs> um And so her story is just so beautiful and inspiring. She's an amazing human being. Um, So I'm really looking forward for you to hear our interview and her story and enjoy it. And I'll talk to you guys very soon. Please subscribe to my podcast if you haven't yet and share it if you think it could help someone else. And if you'd like to be a guest on my podcast, hit me up on Jacqueline Van Bierk, either via Facebook or Instagram um, or Jacqueline Van Bierk at gmail.com. And here we go. Welcome Amy Babcock. Hey. Hi. How are you, Amy? Good. How are you? Good. It's so good to have you. Thank you. You know, we met at the songwriter retreat. Is that probably your first match, right? Yeah. That was when we first met. Uh, for, for everyone who doesn't know, um, we went to a songwriting retreat where we met with some hit songwriters, and we basically wrote three songs. My dog is drinking water, and he's drinking <laughs> so loud. He always has to do that when I do something really important. <laughs> all this time, he didn't do it. Um, and so everybody wrote three songs, right? And um, we were all a bunch of songwriters from all over the world, pretty much, yes. for three days was it three days three yeah. nights four days yeah. yeah 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 that was really amazing i love that
1: and, and it still didn't seem long enough did it
0: it did not seem long enough we just all got to know each other and just got into the rhythm of things right yeah i want a whole like week-long songwriting retreat that'd be so exactly. amazing
1: yeah
0: and i would want to write like three songs a day like yeah. that would be my goal <laughs> you know i think it's possible i think it's absolutely possible. yeah, yeah. So, Amy, you are a singer, songwriter, a mother, a wife, an artist. I mean, you do so much. And I would just love for you to share a little bit of your story, what you've gone through, some of your struggles maybe, Mm -hmm. where you came from and where you're at right now and what really maybe in your life shaped you to, you know, how we sometimes when we, for me, when when I came to LA, for example, like, things didn't turn out the way I thought, (laughs) And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's things never quite work out the way we thought, right? So what helped you to like, or what brought you to where you are right now? And what did you think where you might have been? What was your expectation of it?
1: Yeah. Uh, so I think when I initially kind of started doing stuff, you know, I started when I was young And I didn't have a lot of thought about the future. It was just like, oh, I like dancing. I'm going to be a dancer. And (laughs) oh, I like singing. I'm going to sing. And oh, there's a play or a musical. I'll do it, you know? Um, (laughs) And I just kind of started doing it. And then I went to college and I continued to, um, you know, uh, perform, sing, dance, all that kind of good stuff. And while I was doing the practical thing and getting my degree in business um, and, um I uh yeah sorry my dog was um I, my dog's bothering me now too Oh yeah that's what they do <laughs> <laughs> she's excited she's like what are you doing um so i i just kind of did you know all that kind of fun stuff and uh you know i didn't think a lot about what the future was going to hold other than i just enjoyed really doing it and then um i got married and i had my firstborn, and then I got really sick Um, and um, like a chronic illness sick. And so for many years, it was just kind of survival mode.
0: Oh, wow. um,
1: Would
0: you like to share what illness that was?
1: Well, it might take a while, but basically it impacts um, like like how I eat and sleep and breathe. Oh, wow. (laughs) And even singing and talking. So it impacts my vocal cords. Um um and I, you know, um you know, so during that time it was very uncertain. And I just kind of, you know, the performance aspect and all that kind of stuff just it was like, you know, out the window. And I started to, you know, get better, but some of the effects of it were are still there. Like my voice is still not what it was prior. Um and that made me sad. I think for a while I was just grieving.
0: Of course, yeah. A little
1: bit. Um, but during that time, um, because everything was I had, uh, kind of up in the air with, with my kids and my health, I wrote them um, just like three songs, uh, just like a little lullaby CD. And I just recorded it. And I was like, I just want them to have this. Uh, you know, everything is uncertain. I just wanted them to have it. And then a friend of mine said, hey, we're doing um, like a benefit concert would you be willing to perform and then also give out your CD, you know, of the, and I'm like this lullaby CD. Okay. I guess if somebody wants it. <laughs> um,
0: I and, love then, it.
1: and so I did that and it was, it was really well received. And then from that, another friend said, Hey, I'm doing a project um, on social media about um, social media bullying and how it impacts um, middle schoolers. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, that's intense. So I wrote a song and I had some young teens perform it and record it and, and use it for the, for the program. And I just thought, you know, I really enjoy writing, you know, and I hadn't really considered that um, as an option yet. And so I thought, I wonder if I can do this. And that kind of, you know, at the time I was like homeschooling my kids and, you know, like literally for years. And I had kind of, I don't know if you find this with other people, you know, maybe they can um, relate, but when you kind of have a chronic illness, I don't know why, especially when you're young, it's like, I didn't tell anybody. (laughs)
0: I well, just, yeah, I think that, and I love that you're bringing that up because a lot of times we feel shame. We don't want to share it because we feel like, you know, we don't want to feel looked at as a, as a victim or as for right. her. So mm-hmm. we just try to, pre- you know, pretend
1: everything is fine. Right. I just wouldn't come out until I was feeling okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then I
1: would just kind of go back into hiding until I could, you know, could present myself, you know, somewhat normal again. So I think, um, you know, initially, because again, it's like a period of like 10 years where it just took over my life. um, And that would have been some prime time to, (laughs) you know, do whatever. I think there was a part of my brain that was like, um, I'm probably too old to do this. And I'm probably, you know, like, I, you know, I don't really play my instrument that well. And I don't really know anybody in the industry. I've been like hibernating for the last 10 years. So there was all these thoughts in my head like. You know, this is just really ridiculous <laughs> at this point to pursue it. Um, but in in September of last year, I said, "You know what? I'm just going to give it 100." percent And I made that decision because I thought I love music so much that even if it goes absolutely nowhere, I won't regret the time I spend doing it. Yes, you know? And and I just felt like maybe, perhaps, there's somebody else. You know, sometimes you don't see yourself re- represented like either in music or in whatever way. And I just thought, I wonder if anybody else will connect with this. So I'm just going to try and we'll see what happens. And so I, I kind of made that commitment and I've just been going. I love <laughs> and, it. And every night, you know, when I'm sitting there and I'm awake, I think to myself, you're just crazy. <laughs> I think we <laughs> then, all do. <laughs> and then every morning I wake up and do it again. <laughs>
0: I think being an artist, you kind of have to be crazy a little bit to, yeah. to, to be able, you know, otherwise, why would we be doing this? You know, yeah. it's just not an easy business to be in and it's not always easy to to handle all the emotions we feel and,
1: and to express it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And wow. that, you know, I think part of it too is just how exciting it is yes. to connect with other artists, you know, other producers, other artists, other songwriters, um, how much um, cooperation and and community and beauty and artistry is out there. Um, and I just, you know, every time I get to do it, like when I'm at, when I was at songwriting camp and I just get to write with somebody, um, I feel really lucky. I feel really blessed because I know what it's like to be in that sense where there was a point at which I completely lost my voice. And I, like, I couldn't even sing while I was doing the dishes or singing in the shower, you know, and I thought, gosh, if I ever get it back, I'm not going to be a perfectionist anymore. I'm Thank just gonna, you. Yes. I'm just going to enjoy it. And yes. It, it is what
0: it is. <laughs> yeah. And don't you feel that, you know, whenever I'm, I've, I've struggled with depression and with anxiety, you know, and to the point where sometimes I didn't even want to go anywhere, mm-hmm. but I noticed that when I'm around musicians, when I'm around, you know, Anything to do with music at at Nam, I just feel alive. So I think Mm -hmm. the importance of being surrounded by your like-minded peers, like, Mm -hmm. you know, doing what you really love is so healing and therapeutic. It's energizing you so much that what you just said, you know, you you come alive and you just feel, you feel that you have purpose and that you're not alone in this. And for you to have lost your voice, because I remember you talking about that when we met at the songwriter (laughs) retreat. And I can't even imagine how hard that must be because I've lost my voice for a couple of days. And that's the most terrifying thing when you're a singer Mm -hmm. and a vocal coach, right? Because everything (laughs) you do is like, without this, I can't do what I'm doing.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So that must have really, how did it challenge you and how did you actually
1: deal with it at the time how did you get past all that um you know one of the I remember one of the first songs that I wrote and had produced I remember um you know recording it you know on my voice memo and playing it like with one hand on my piano and I had very little I mean it was like hold on (laughs) go get him
0: Oh, come. Hold. Oh. Come
1: here. <laughs> sorry about that. No problem. Okay. Sweet doggy. Um and I and I remember apologizing, you yeah. know, to to my my producer who I was working with and saying, I'm so sorry, I can't even sing it again. I can't even do like another take oh. because I you know, this is all I got. And um, I think that was a huge freedom too is is learning that I can work with artists yeah you know a artist who can sing it or use a session singer, and that I don't have to be limited by just my own weaknesses, so to speak. um, and I have gotten a you know a reasonable amount of my voice back. I still have to be really careful um and you know cognizant of that, you know, if something flares up again. But it, it does help to know that I can write a song. And that, and that song, um, you know, was one of, I think it was like a Christmas song or something like that. <laughs> but um, being able to each, like it was like this little song, Baby, and then seeing it, you know, get produced and, and get out there and, and feel like I can still do art. I can still do music. Yes. I have these, have these little, you know, things that I think are going to, and it's, it's hard too because you compare yourself
0: absolutely
1: and in your perfectionistic and i, I think oh, i know i could do a better job than this or um i just try to stay really focused and propelled by joy all the time when i start to go <laughs> up to the dark side <laughs> you know of comparison or or you know um you know I, I how can i do this at at this age or with this or with that when i start doing all the what-ifs i just try to bring it back and think You know, there was a time where if you got just playing on the piano and singing would be enough. Yeah. And so I just try to keep that in my head all the time when I start to, um, you know, I mean, when I started in, what was it, September, if I would have told myself what I would have been able to accomplish, you know, in the last six, seven months, I wouldn't have believed it. Right. You know, and so I just try to remind myself, you know. People are listening to your songs, they're connecting with them, they're getting placements, they're, you know, getting picked up. So it's just a really special thing. Um, and I don't know if people, you know, people who aren't artists realize that anytime somebody connects with your song, it's like a gift.
0: It's the best thing. It, it makes you really feel that you are serving, you know, that your music has purpose. And I, And it's funny, sometimes... I would say almost all the time, I never think of when I write as an artist, I never thought that, oh, I'm just going to write to help someone get past, you know what I mean? Through the relationship. And when someone then hits you up and says, man, you know, your music helped me get through my divorce or or a bad time in my life. And it's just, wow.
1: Yeah.
0: That is just the greatest gift. Of course, we all want to get paid. but. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, but that is the greatest gift that yeah. is just, like priceless because that really makes yeah. you feel that, I don't know about you, but I've several times I've considered giving up, you know, I'm like, maybe it's oh, too late absolutely. and I should just like absolutely. move on. And am I fooling myself? You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not good enough or I'm just, you know, too old and I've been in this for so long. Nothing has really taken off the way I wanted to. It's all this blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And then when someone sends you a message like that, that is just gives you hope Mm -hmm. and makes you realize, no, this is my calling.
1: Right. And I think too, just the paths are different. They are. I think, you know, when I was younger, I thought um, it meant me being in the spotlight, you know, all the time, or um, it meant this or it meant that and, and watching how things go differently, but also what makes me happy. It doesn't. It's not always what you think it's going to be. Yes. Um. And so finding, again, just g- being on a co-write like that—that that can like make my—that <laughs> makes my heart happy. Just getting a chance to you know write with somebody. I had an artist that I work with just tell me recently, hey, I just played our song. You know, the song that we worked on. For, you know, for the first time in front of the live audience, and it was like the favorite one. And oh, I love it. You know, <laughs> yes. That's you know that's what you 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 want to. <laughs> That's so what you want to hear. Because um, you're always going, is this going to connect? Is this going to resonate? Is it, like, I like it, but <laughs> Yeah. Anybody else like it?
0: <laughs> and sometimes I don't care. Like, it's not my first objective Why when I, like, just recently I wrote a couple of songs that are a little bit artsy herb okay not for sync and i was like you know what i really dig it and i really don't care if no one else likes it because it made me it's my therapy almost you know we because as songwriters sometimes we write for because we both take the same course with kathy kathy heller she's an amazing person she's a podcaster Mm -hmm. um don't keep your day job and um she's a great coach musician and You know, she talked. obviously we do the sync. So we're writing for music specifically for placements. And that's a whole different mindset, right? But when I'm writing as an artist, sometimes you just want to kind of, it's like going to therapy, (laughs) you know, And, and releasing that and really expressing yourself without thinking about, oh, is this placeable? Is this syncable? Is this, you know, good enough? Like she always says, get messy, right? Be messy. Just like... And be authentic. And I think yeah. that's, that, you know, that's so important because that's really what I think speaks to people the most when there's something just so authentic and truth, truthful about it. So honest that it's undeniable, you know?
1: Yeah. Usually it feels really uncomfortable too at the <laughs> <Because> <laughs> you know, of which, at that yeah, time.
0: Yeah. Your song, I'm not sold. <laughs> I just listened to that and oh, a while ago and I just I love that song. How did because you were really vulnerable in that place and uh, how did it come about? How did you write
1: Yeah, it? I mean, I think it was like years in the making but um, you know you you met me. I'm tiny you yeah. know in, in yeah. person and um, you know kind of racially ambiguous like what what is she? you know yeah. <laughs> um, And you know I think I've always just been the nice girl you know, and I've always, wa- you know, growing up always kind of walked in the room thinking that, you know, other people know better than I do. Um, and I think over time, I just got used to, you know, people with, uh, you know, bigger voices and louder mouths and more aggressive natures. I think kind of stepping all over you and and feeling like, here, I'm going to tell you this or I'm going to tell you that, whether, you know, whether it's in politics or religion or parenting or whatever, you know, um, you know, even in music sometimes. And it's, um, I think after a while I started thinking, you know what, I, I don't have to agree. (laughs) I can still be nice a nice person. I can still be kind, but I don't have to listen to people with fragile egos that are going to, you know, tell me what to do. And even, even with, and this is another, I, I mean, I hope this is relatable too, but when you have a chronic illness, right. And you're going and you're seeing doctors who literally will spend like five minutes with you and tell oh, you I need I to get this surgery, or you should take this drug and, and you go, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, what about this? Right. You have a question and they're going, you know, I went to school, you know, I have a, d-, and you're like, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that asking the question was going to throw you off your game, you know?
0: Right.
1: <laughs> um, but that happened so many times. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, my husband would always say, you know, Amy, you, you, you have so much to offer. You have so much to give. Stop selling yourself short. Stop, you know, you speak up, you know, you need to to have that assertive nature. And and I would always kind of shrink back and think, no, I'm sure that they know better than I do. I'm sure that." you know, these people and, and every time it, I would get, you know, crushed. And so finally I thought, you know, it's not wrong for me to say, look, you got to prove it. You know, you got to give me something to hold on to. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to feel sorry for that anymore. Like I want, I I, I want to see the evidence, like you have to be invested in this as well. You have to have something on the line too. Otherwise you're just, you know, giving me a bunch of, <laughs> You know, be <laughs> on the computer giving me a bunch of
0: stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that because it is so true. So often, especially when you're in the hands of a doctor, right? You assume at first that they know it all because they studied this. But at the same time, how many times have they been wrong, right? Yeah.
1: Too often, too often, unfortunately, at least in my case.
0: Absolutely. I I can only imagine. And I also know that sometimes they get offended when you want a second opinion because, Mm -hmm. you know, they, you're just in their hands and it's, it's sometimes they can be wrong. And oftentimes they are wrong. And oftentimes they are also not really treating you as a human. They treat you just like another person in the room. That's like another paycheck almost, you know, they just, okay, I went for a checkup and the woman seriously, like put her stethoscope whatever it's called like for a second she's like oh let me che- check your heart rate duh, duh, duh. okay your, your 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 lungs i'm like you didn't even how could you fast anything <laughs> it, and it just really made me mad and i should have said something actually i didn't right you saying that sometimes i do the same thing and i think many of us do right because mm-hmm. We consider certain, and I, I don't even like authority, but it's, 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 sometimes we just feel like, all right, I guess they know what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. But man, it's our health, and we should have the right to speak up and ask questions.
1: Yeah, and and that's true really in any arena, whether, yeah. like, again, whether that's in religion or politics or as a parent, you know, once you have kids, everyone has an opinion about <laughs>
0: right, how to raise your kids, <laughs> how right?
1: How to raise them, or, or even in, you know, in in business or you know um you know i it's not that you don't want to hear what people have to say and that you i'm i'm definitely not advocating you know don't take advice or anything like that but just remembering what people have invested in it you know if if it if they don't have any skin in the game then they don't have to deal with the fallout when you go okay i'm going to do this i'm going to follow this and then you're left with the damage and they're like sorry i'm not yeah you know, I'm not really, uh, I'm not really involved. So yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. And I think sometimes I,
0: I, I always believe in the people being actually, most people have good intentions, right? <laughs> so when someone posts something online, they, they want to give their input. I had a guest last night about, you know, he had cancer and people, everybody wants to be uh, suddenly everybody's a doctor and has the <laughs> answer, you know, have you heard this, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, try this and watch this and do that. And and he was saying is like stop, you know, like I don't want your advice because I I'm doing my research and I and I think you want to appreciate it, but at the same time, let me be right, let me figure it out. Like I didn't ask for it, like I didn't ask for your opinion, I didn't ask for your Advice, you know, even though it may be a a kind thing, uh, it it may come from a a nice place, Mm -hmm. but it's not always, especially when it comes to very opinionated people (laughs) regarding religion and politics, which is just ridiculous, you
1: you know. You know, one thing I said, I worked at, you know, during that time. I also, when I was going to college, I got my degree in education. I became a teacher, and I worked with kids, you know, from preschool all the way up into college age. And um, when I would work with like teens or college age students, and you know things would come up when it came up for advice on things, and I would always say, I I can give you advice based on my life and my experiences, but if you come back and tell me you did something completely different and it worked out, I'm going to be happy because it's not about my advice; it's about you. And so if I give you something and it helps you, then great. But if you go, you know what? That's doesn't feel right for me and you do something else i'll be happy for you you know it's either way um you know once we let our egos get out of the equation you know really beautiful things can happen and i think like you said most people have good intentions and i think i even put that line in the song i think like the second second verse um i do not question that you want to do what's right right most right. people are trying to to do what's right but um as long as we don't have the expectation that other people are just gonna, you know, you know, take it and, and buy everything that we're selling, mm. that's just not gonna happen. And I think uh, so much of that strength that I, you know, that I've gotten and, and confidence, which is you know not always easy, it is from my peers, It's from other songwriters and um, singers and performers, and who kind of come up alongside you when you're feeling like you know, I mean, like when I met you, that was like the first time I sang and I remember that. And you did so well.
0: <laughs> and I know you were frightened because you were like, oh my God, I haven't, you know, my voice is just coming back and it's not
1: there yet. And I was, yeah, like, it was like, my 1st call right, my first time singing. You know? <laughs> I, think I, I think, um, my, my mentor, Greg Holden, um, he asked me, poor guy, he's like, so, you know, what's, what's your story? And I, I told him, it was like the first time I had told anybody really. Wow. You know, besides like my close friends or family. And I started crying. <laughs> and it was so embarrassing to be in front of strangers and then this singer, that songwriter that I admire. Yeah. And, to cry. and he was so generous and so kind about it. And he came over and gave me a big hug. and But you know, after that, and then we were writing, a, what was our song about socks, right? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, And so I was like, you know, it was perfect. Because I was like, I got it all out of the way. Like at this point, (laughs) nothing can embarrass me anymore, you know? But I don't regret it at all because I think you learn so much from your vulnerabilities and your failures that having everything go perfect isn't... First of all, it's not fun. Nobody relates to that. No, no. (laughs) Um, But it makes you stronger because then the other things that come it kind of sets you up for like, look, everyone saw me this way. And they, I still have people that are willing to support me and love me and encourage me. And, um, I try to teach my students all the time to have a growth mindset Yes, you have to believe that even if you start down here, it doesn't make you any less than somebody who just has natural talent or ability. You can grow it. And if I don't subscribe to that, um, then that just makes me kind of a hypocrite. So I, I just, I told myself right from the get go, I and mean, you're going to write songs that suck. You're going to, you're going to sing sometimes and your, your voice is going to go out and you know, you're going to throw, put music out there and people might just tear it up, you know? <laughs> and I just tried to tell me it's going to happen. So just get over it. Just keep get going. over it. Yeah. Just keep doing it. And eventually you'll find your people, you'll find your tribe, you'll find your sound, you'll find, You know, and I'm still in the, I mean, still very early on. So I'm still kind of trying to figure that out. Um, I go to, you know, I went to like the ASCAP. uh, Yeah, the ASCAP Expo. Mm -hmm. Expo, and I'm walking around and I see so many cool people. And I'm like, I'm such a nerd. I have, like, no sense of style. <laughs> I like, do leggings and, like, fuzzy boots. Like, is Who cares? that... Who Can I wear my robe? Because if I could, I'd be in my pajamas all the time. <laughs> that could be a look. <laughs> the amount of songs that are on my website right now that were written in my fuzzy socks and robe. <laughs> um,
0: we all do it. but I'm in my studio, I love just, like, you know, that's me. Like, my... Sweatpants or like, you know, sleep sleepy pants and my little sweatshirt and I'm good. I'm like, nobody can see me and that's totally fine. <laughs> but
1: it fuels me because I'm like, I don't want anyone else to feel like that's that's an excuse. Like if you're a mom, if you're sick, if you're older, if you're Thank starting you. late, if you aren't as good as you wanna be on your instrument, if your voice isn't perfect, if you don't live in a you know, music town or whatever it is that we tell ourselves that you know, keep us from, you know, doing what, what we do. Um, I just think if one person's like, Hey, she did it. Look at this chick, you know? <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> any, any cool um, success stories that have happened so far with your music? Um, yeah. I mean, they're successful for me again. I just started in September, but yeah. um, you know, I got one of my songs picked up for, you know, uh, made for TV film.
0: That's amazing. Um, Congratulations.
1: Yes, thank you. And then I got another one. You know, I've gotten some put into music libraries and another one that's slated to possibly roll out in August in a, um, a theatrical release, a film. Yes. Um, uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm hesitant to say those things because you know how they say even at the end. Right. They, they yeah. yeah, I am <laughs> So <I'm>, um, <laughs> I don't tell anybody until it's already out there. Um, and just, like I said, getting to work with emerging artists who are, you know, using songs that we write together on their releases and, and things like that. Um, amazing. I I think one of my mentors said, Amy, like 10 years, like that's, that's like the average from when you start to, so I'm seven months in and to be, you know, you know, getting to write with people that I was like, Oh my gosh, they want to write with me. They want to co-write with me, you know? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you know, people who people who hear the, the songs and take them seriously. And, um, you know, getting them placed in, in different, you know, films and, and TV and things like that. So I'm, I'm really happy with the the momentum
0: that That's amazing. so
1: far. Um, and, you know, I'm just trying to dive in and do everything because I don't know, you know, you go to these events, and you have no idea what to expect. And some of them are like, amazing and then some of them you go oh man that was kind of a bust (laughs) yeah but at least you're going out there i think it's so
0: important uh, you know for us we all have excuses all the time right like oh nothing is happening but then it's like how much work do you actually put into it how much you reach out do you do and kathy talks about that a lot too was like are we and i'm blaming myself too sometimes i'm like am i reaching out enough you know because we always try to do everything on our own and it's not going to work. It's not happening on your own. You know, no. you
1: and that's up. hard too. Like the whole self promotion aspect. Yes. Probably the number one, most difficult, you know, thing for me. One of my co-writers, when I went to assets, they're like, so, you know, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? Are you handing out your car? And I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just walking around like, uh, you know, okay, this is cool. But um, that, that, is really difficult. And I'm, you know, that's something that I'm going to spend a little more time, mm-hmm. you know, trying to learn about and, and do, I think I've just been fortunate to um, kind of sometimes have people in the right place, you know, I mean, even like the two songs, two or three songs that I have got placed or, you know, cut with somebody, they were songs that I wrote before I knew anything. Yeah. They were just like coming from that cathartic, place before i knew anything about structure or you know sync or you know pop music or any of the things that i'm learning now so to to feel like sometimes it's about that but sometimes it's just about
0: coming from that place
1: yeah that's that's the truth that's just like the most
0: authentic pure place that anything can come from you know and i think that if you really have something to say it will come out like some songs are just born they just like they're effortless, right? They're just like effortless babies. I never had a baby, yeah. but I would just imagine it's just like, bam, there it is. <laughs> you know, <no> baby, <laughs>
1: that no was an easy baby. baby.
0: <laughs> That's an easy baby. And then there are those, you know, that you're like in labor for like five days, you know? Songs more yeah. likely like you like five months sometimes. I don't know.
1: Um, I know One of my songs just got, um, it won the NSAI chapter. Ooh! Uh, songwriting contest. That one was really cool for me because it was judged by my peers, you know other songwriters yes. so that is like such a oh, you're blessing. kicking ass <laughs> yeah because i'm like i told you know i'm like you guys are all my best friends you know <laughs> yeah i love this i love this so much so um i know that
0: i'm i'm on the zoom thing and i only have 40 minutes so i think we're almost at the point where we may have to slowly wrap it up I loved everything you said, because it's so important to share with people, you know, that sometimes we don't feel like we're being heard, or we're being seen. And especially, you know, you are like this tiny person, I'm, I'm smaller too. And sometimes people bump into me and they're like, I'm like, am I invisible? Like, you, did not, <laughs> you forget that Why Just people just like, they don't even, yeah. kinda, it makes me kind of mad. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, I guess, you know, whatever. It's not me, it's them. And I love that you shared that because... Yeah, I think. We have to stand up for ourselves and speak up for ourselves, and it's not always easy because we want to be kind, we want to be, you know, don't offend mm-hmm. anyone, and and just think that yes. you know, let them have their. But sometimes it's just you gotta be like, nope, <laughs> I am here. And I to let it out in a song. Exactly, and that is the most beautiful thing. Anyway, someone pissed me off, and I wrote a song about it. And <laughs> I bet it's a good song, too. I like it in, oh, my God. It's pretty bad. In, in a good way. <laughs> I love it. I, that's one of those artsy songs that I'm like, I don't care if anybody gets it or likes it, but it's making me feel pretty good. <laughs> and, you know, that's thankfully our outlet as artists, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even matter if you're an artist or not. Like, Find something that where you can channel that negativity into something good into something productive yeah. and positive versus you know just feeling defeated and and alone and angry and sad and depressed and shutting off because that's the easiest way to do to deal with you know bad mm-hmm. stuff and we all do it sometimes so thank you for sharing that because i think that's so important for people to hear that they're not alone we really? all have those feelings and those you know emotions and there's always an out there's always a solution we just have to dig deep sometimes you know and sit with the pain and sit with the discomfort and sit with the challenge and then also surrender a little bit right to that and let it just
1: absolutely That discomfort, all all that goes into it, and it's so useful. And and I think even to my, you know, to other artists, like you know, you never know how what you're doing impacts somebody in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Whatever. I remember this is so silly, but I remember even at the songwriting camp, you know, we did the karaoke thing. Do you remember that? And you did. I love that song. And you were like rocking it. And I was like, wow, she has so much confidence. <laughs> I just had fun. <laughs> um, but you did. You had fun and you had all this confidence. And I was like, it, it's still inspiring because it's like, you know, you just got to I can be like really inhibited and like, oh, you know, um, but it's inspiring. And I'm like, oh, I want to do, you know, I want to let out like that. I want to be not afraid to whisper. Don't name your dog whisper, by the way. Don't do it. You just ask for it. <laughs> um she was quiet until I named her whisper and now she is no longer a <laughs> don't do it um what kind of dog do you have um she's a rescue so she's like a mutt like a little terrier oh and other. I'm not sure exactly but uh she was not in a good place and now she's really she didn't even bark or move or anything when I got her and now she's happy and noisy so
0: <laughs> oh, she's standing up for herself too she's like you know what i want to be heard too <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah she is heard now for sure <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. really really heard so
1: where can people yeah, find you where can people find you to reach out to listen to music yeah so uh, social media amy Felice music instagram facebook amy Felice music and then my website amy um and you know i love to you know to connect with people and You know, I, um, I, you know, always putting new stuff out there. I should have some new stuff soon, but, um, you know, I just want you to know, thank you so much for doing it. When you said what you were doing, I resonated with it so much. And I love seeing your vulnerability. I love hearing what you have to say, your work with advocacy and all that kind of stuff. It's keep doing it because it's, it's not just impacting your audience, you know, but it's impacting your peers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and that's my goal for this. I think that it need, we need more of this and that hopefully, you know, even we make more friends and we have this conversation and other people are more open to having that conversation with their friends and yeah, getting together and just sharing stories because we all have a story to share and we always think we are alone and we're not. You know, everybody has their challenges and together we can really help each other get through that. <clears throat>
1: I've met so many other songwriters that have similar stories that have gone through chronic illness or this. And I, for so long thought it, it, was like just me,
0: Yeah,
1: you know? And I'm like, it's not that way. There's so many people that struggle with, you know, depression, anxiety, chronic illness, cancer, like you said, just all these different things. And, um, you know, when you're feeling ugly or you're feeling alone or you're feeling old or you're feeling irrelevant or whatever it is, yes. uh, you walk around thinking, um, Where's my worth? Where's my value? Where's my contribution? And it's there, you know, it's there, and and it's just waiting, you know, for those opportunities to come out. So thank you for what you're doing. Of course, you're welcome. It's what you said to to sum it all up. I so relate to
0: that too because sometimes people see you, they see in you what you don't see. Yeah, you know I mean, when someone Absolutely. says, "Oh my God, I love what you're doing, and you're so talented, and you're so this and that," and you're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> you know, because it's sometimes the hardest person to love is yourself. Absolutely. You know, because we're so hard on ourselves. We're always so hard on ourselves because we see everyone else doing so well out there, right. which may yeah. not be the truth, but that's what we see. And we compare ourselves to that. And it's so easy to feel like crap about yourself and to not value and honor your own soul.
1: Contribution. Yeah. Who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're trying
0: to be somebody you're not. You know, and Absolutely. that is just the worst place to be in because then you're totally losing yourself, and you don't do any anyone a favor really because you no. just you're lost soul. That's just so. For anyone out there who feels like that, know that you're not alone, and that sometimes being in that spot is actually a good place to be because you can really dig deep and and rediscover yourself and right. and come back to life. You know, being that being in that void is not a bad thing because it gives you a chance to just.
1: And I'll talk to you very soon. Okay. Thank you, okay. Jackie. Bye. There and doing their thing. Like that's that's not what I need. Like I yeah. want whatever you got. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> you know that, that that uniqueness, that, that uh-huh. originality and that we all we all have something great to give and to contribute. And some people may not see that themselves, but Like you said, sometimes a small thing can make someone else's life, you know, make a huge difference in someone else's life. Absolutely. Awesome. That was so great to chat with you and I'll talk to you very soon.
1: Okay. Thank you, Jackie. Bye.
0: I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I love Amy. She's such an angel. She's so inspiring. And please rate this podcast. I don't know where you're listening from, but it's available on iTunes. It's available on Spotify. Subscribe and also share. I really want to help people to realize that they're not alone in this, that we all suffer, that we all have problems, but that there's always a solution. And that reaching out and coming together is really part of the solution. And until next week, I will leave you with a song of mine and you have an amazing week.